0: Thank you, everybody, for joining in. Uh, you're here with the Surgecast, Surgeons' official podcast, not like there's any other one. Um, and today we have two amazing speakers, uh, two amazing guests lined up. And we, of course, have the usual gang, Fruity, Esteem, Joni, Nogway, and myself. But who are the speakers? So we have men collectible from Tiny Astros. I know a lot of people around me have been using Tiny Astros and are extremely bullish about the project and everything TA has been doing. And we have Lista from Beyond Bullish, um, an extremely amazing group of individuals that I um, was uh, able to interact with, and uh, it's gonna be amazing having these uh, people on. Uh, With with certain um, funny characters coming back to the space, it is always great to hear from two Sears builders Um, who are looking to further the space in in the best manner possible. Uh, So we're very excited to have them here. And uh, welcome, guys. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Uh, Always, always. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Ruthie, let's go
1: yeah I think I think it's uh let's get started with introductions. I mean, we'll go with Mint and Lister as well. Um, just give us a brief rundown of your background how you ended up in this space uh, and what you're getting up to now just for everyone else's context too. Yeah, definitely. So um
2: Lista, did you want to kick it off or should I kick it off? You can go first. come on Mint. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so you know once again, thank you for having me um on this podcast. I think it's uh, truly amazing on what you guys are doing. Uh, to educate the space and continue to push the space forward as well. Um, So I go by the name Mint um, Collectible in the Web3. I came from the Web2 space um, after building it with my co-founder, X over the past 11 years, uh, mostly focused um, in the consumer tech. Um, and over the past 10 years, we have been very fortunate uh, to really scale out that business uh, from um, you know, zero consumers to about 5 million consumers, and also zero dollars in revenue to about 100 million uh, in revenue. Um, and throughout those 10 years, uh, we also raised uh, multiple rounds of venture capital uh, from some of the biggest firms um, around the world. And it wasn't until last December instead of spending quality time with my family throughout Christmas, um, I decided to jump into the rabbit hole um, of Web3 into NFTs. Um, And the reason behind that is uh, many of my friends uh, were very into crypto and NFTs uh, last March and April. And as an individual who's very passionate about collecting physical goods, from sneakers to trading cards to sports cards, Uh, naturally, you know, NFTs was something that I wanted to explore, Um, especially how you're able to collect something that you truly enjoy and also be a part of an exclusive community. It was almost a no-brainer for me to invest the time to really understand it. And at the same time, I believe Web3 is the future. And that's the reason why I spent, you know, a good few weeks Uh, trying to really understand what the Web3, what NFTs is truly about um, before
1: jumping to uh, building Tiny Astro. And and, a quick question before we go to Lizzo as well. Um, Defining what Web3 is truly about, what does it mean to you? What are your most bullish points about Web3? Yeah, I think the most bullish point for me is the community. Um, You know,
2: how I see in Web3 is that you're here to build with the community. You're not really here to build just for yourself, for your team, or for your VCs, right? Or for your investors. Uh, so that's what I consistently tell the team is that we're here to build a company that's, you know, um, being crowdsourced, right? By the community that we have developed uh, together.
1: Beautiful. All right, listen. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's
3: nothing fancy. I think, uh, like most people, I saw some friends. They were in the space early. They were making a shit ton of money because this was like last year around the bull market. So I was like, "Fuck, I gotta hop in on this." You know. Wait, am I allowed to swear? I just want to make sure. So
1: yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we swear a lot. We're not meant to, <laughs> but oh man, we swear every every fifth word. Yeah. So it's over,
3: man. <laughs> but yeah. Just in case you guys wanted to keep it like PG friendly, but yeah, so <sighs> And
1: some of our podcasts get pretty crazy. We start <laughs> arguing with each other, and but we'll keep that for later. Hopefully, we don't go yeah. down that line.
3: So I think coming in, it was more about money initially. Mm. But as I came in, I just fell in love with the culture. I had some opportunities to moderate and eventually community manage some mm. projects, and that was when I met some really great people and. That's why we started BB, you know, it's just a group of people hanging out in VCs, having fun, and we're like, fuck, we can do something more. So, yeah, that's also how I met Mint Collectible. So, we actually met in a project, I believe it's called Shizuka, mm-hmm. and there was this guy, looked like, looked like the boomer, right? He had his video camera on and just sharing about, like, his stuff in Web2, and I was like, fuck it, this guy is doing something pretty interesting, you know, and That's when I connected with him and yeah, we just kicked it off. He's been great help because I'm 21, you know, I'm still studying and honestly, I don't know, I don't really know how to run or manage things. So by having Mint, he was always a guy that I could always go for advice, talk to him if I needed any help. And yeah, he's always the guy that was willing to help. So when he said like he's going to start Tiny Astros, like we knew he was going to start something, but we didn't know what exactly. So when he wanted to start Tiny Astros, I was like, fuck, sign me the fuck up, you know? So yeah,
1: that's that's basically, I got him. Yeah. Would you say Mint has been like a mentor as well then on your journey? Yeah,
3: 100%. Like, (laughs) yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think um, like for a lot of my time uh, in in my career before this, I've heavily undervalued uh, the worth of like having mentors Um, and then esteemed was actually connecting with all these mentors across the tech space and, like, VC space and whatever and talking about all the value that he was getting. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why have I been fading this shit? Um, so I've been putting a lot more emphasis on trying to find a mentor to I think, Liz, like, having a mentor to guide you through the space, guide you through, uh, to talk about the problems that they've encountered in the past and offer advice is insane. And mentor yep. connections and network is crazy. Yep, like, 100%. Like, Mint
3: has been helpful, like, super helpful right because I was actually on my internship when Tiny Ashro started. So I was like for me it's like fuck can I do my internship and help Tiny Ashro at the same time? But so I told him like hey I can't really commit. But even then he was like he's down to just get me on board because mm. and yeah it's just been great, great journey.
1: Yeah.
0: So it'll yeah, be
3: continuing it... for a long time. So yeah.
0: <clears throat> you know the interesting thing about mentors, um, given I'm on that journey myself trying to find mentors, is um, I realize a lot of times people pigeonhole themselves into seeing who's the biggest and baddest out there and trying to make them a mentor, right? Uh, When you could actually just look around and there's so many sources of inspiration that you can actually go to. You know, it could be your family. It could be your friends. uh, It could be so many people around you. But you sort of ignore them just because you're trying to chase that one person who might never end up becoming your mentor for whatever reason. Uh, so that's been uh, an interesting take as well for me recently. Mm, 100%.
1: I mean, esteemed, on the topic of mentorship, I know you have a couple things to speak about in your experience there.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think what I value the most in the two mentors that I currently have right now is that they have no freaking clue what Web3 is, which is perfect, right? You think about it from this perspective. Yes, you can get a shit ton of mentorship from web three but at the same time a lot of web three has not been discovered yet a lot of the problems that come up haven't been solved yet and so it's kind of a journey that you're 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 on kind of on your own but you know these mentors with all of their skills with all of their experiences they've come up with different ways to attack different problems in their own experiences which can translate into helping you solve your own problems and i think that's where most of the value comes from for me
1: 100 percent hey mid now I've got I've got a burning question, right? Now yeah, my take right. on the on the market and specifically the niche of where uh, NFT trading tools. Yeah. Um, when you were coming around to the market as well, was that you know throughout the entire year, bro, you had yes. a lot of people dropping different trading tools. <laughs> like there was yes. probably some that I was seeing uh, a few months ago that I've never seen again. But th- yeah. it's a testament to how there's like tons being dropped every week now. Yeah. The thing about like something saturated like that is that it might be hard to really differentiate yourself against your competitors or just the people playing in the space with you. I wanted to ask, what do you think is Tiny Astros differentiated back then? Like, how did you position Tiny Astros before?
2: Yeah, so great question. And um, before I dive into that, you know, just quickly speaking a bit, a bit on the mentorship, um, you know, I thank you, Lista, uh, for that as well. I actually. You know, looked up to Lista when I first came into this space as well. Especially someone uh, that's here, really focused on making meaningful connections. And I was very fortunate uh, to be a part of the Beyond Bullish um, group as well, and also meet a lot of great friends. Um, so, you know, with that being said, um, you know, Lista was also a mentor to me in the Web three space uh, when I first came in. Um, so, thank you for that too. Um, but yeah, jumping to your question, uh, you're exactly right. Over the past, um, I would say five, six months, uh, there's a tool that drops every two, three weeks, right? It is very, very competitive. And what I always like to say is um, just focus, uh, focus on building your own, co- um, your own product and be able to eliminate you know, all the noise that comes in and do it with your community. Right, one thing that we really, really focus on here at Tiny Astro is on the customer experience, uh, not only from the product point of view, but also within the community. So that whenever you know someone do you have a question about the product, about the community, about the vision, uh, we're there, right, to respond. Um, either that's someone you know, um, like myself, our Pi Monster X, or it could be uh, you know one of our team members like Lista right that will be on it right away so i really believe that especially through this fair market it's so crucial uh, to just continue to listen to your community and Mm -hmm. just be there for them right while you continue to
1: develop your product yeah and, and then I guess like you know one of the challenges that I see plenty of different founders face, including us, like as a team of surgeons, we face this a lot of time. Is that when we started out, we had a vision, we had what our, our perceived value prop is, and that has radically changed multiple times throughout our journey. When we like pushed ideas out, validated it, collected feedback, we're like, holy fuck, like we're completely pivoting here and there sometimes. Yeah. Um, for you, what what was like? When you started out, what did you think was going to be your expected like, value proposition leader? And then yeah. what is it actually now? Like, how has it pivoted? Yeah, definitely. So when, when I came into the space, um, I
2: didn't come in to start the project right away. Um, you know, for myself, it took a bit of time to get approval, right, from my team uh, so that I was able to replace myself with one of my co-founders as a CEO as well uh, because we do have a team of 200 full-time, you know, Web2. Uh, so in the past, we have successfully, you know, skilled companies uh, from both ends from a revenue perspective and also from a uh, team-size perspective around the world. Uh, so when I came in last December, I actually spent three months uh, myself, uh, sixteen hours a day, to be a community member and understand what do people look for, right? Because um, especially coming from a very product driven, um, you know, individual uh, as a product driven individual, I really look at what is that one thing that's going to solve, you know, a big problem in this space, right? And one thing that I realized is that not every single individual in the space um, have the budgets or even have the time to understand what a tool is about. Uh, especially during Mint Day or reveal, everybody is asking, you know, in the general chats, can someone hop into the VC right and be able to turn on a tool? And that's when the light bulb switched, um, thinking about what if we're able to deliver an amazing product that is extremely affordable for everyone, right? And that's why our white men price was extremely cheap. Um, and throughout this journey, we have really defined the vision because the vision is really the guide, right? To really guide our company, to guide your team on where you want to be, you know, three years, five years, seven years, 10 years from now. And the vision at Tiny Astro is to be the number one trusted platform for learning, investing, and empowering others to become a part of the next revolution of companies in Web3. And I always like to use the analogy of us being the Bloomberg of Web3, starting with Astro Analytics, just mm. like how
1: Bloomberg started with the Bloomberg terminal. Ah, uh, sexy, man. Sexy. I've got a few <laughs> follow ons after that, but you know, 10 ages <sighs> are burning. The wolf is here.
4: <laughs> <The> oh, <wolf.
0: laughs> I really liked, um, what you were mentioning about, you know, coming in from a web two background, um, and then really doing your homework. Right. So to say, uh, and that brings me to a good question because, you know, this is very prevalent right now where you, wherein you see a lot of web two companies and founders coming into the space and then absolutely failing, right. They don't go anywhere. Uh, but you have managed to find a considerable amount of success in a short amount of time. So, um, What has been your secret and what advice would you give to those sort of Web2 companies and founders coming in to this space?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Once again, great question. Um, I strongly believe that there are so many great Web2 entrepreneurs out there that is 10 times smarter than I am. Um, But I think one thing that I personally stand out along with our team, on my team, is that dedication right? Um, we just don't give up. Uh, we would put in, you know, that 10, 12, 16 hours a day, right, to really just make things happen. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest key uh, to our success uh, today, right? It's just dedication, dedication to building an amazing product, dedication to, you know, continuing to build an amazing team, right? Bringing team members like Lista onto our team, right? And also dedication to serve, you know, the consumers who are the holders and our investors as well.
1: Beautiful. No, way! come on. Come on. <laughs>
5: hey,
2: hey,
6: hey,
5: Thanks. It, uh, it seems it's really interesting what you've said about um, the, the journey mapping, understanding your customer journeys. It seems like you've got a really clear um, uh, human centered design uh, customer experience methodology uh, going on here. In terms of, Understanding the voice of your community, uh, the voice of your customers. How how do you listen to your community? How, how do they, how do they get that information through to you, and you collect it and, and, and be able to act on it?
2: Definitely, um, you know. So for us, um, aside from having a suggestion channel, uh, just like any other tool out there. Um, we really put ourselves in the shoes of a consumer, right, as a community member as well. Uh, So naturally, whenever someone joins the Tiny Astro Discord, um, they see us, you know, not only as founders, but also community members as well, that they're very comfortable in having an open uh, conversation with us. Um, If you hop into our Discord, you know, many times you will see a new community member jump in and ask, hey, you know, mints, pie, this stuff, punch mat, right? Are you able to hop into the VCs and we will be there, right? Doesn't matter if you're a holder or not, we're there to guide you, right? Not only here at Tiny Astro, but any questions that you may have. And then uh, funny thing said, there's many holders in Tiny Astro that might not use the tool, but they bought up many Tiny Astros because they're able to reach out to us directly and be able to get advice Throughout their entrepreneurship journey, right? Because we have done the scaling from zero to one, and then one to a hundred, which is zero to one million in revenue, and then one to a hundred million in revenue.
0: <laughs> wow, um, that's been amazing, and I can attest to that. You know, uh, if <laughs> I ever pop in into the TA Discord, uh, you know, the most number of messages probably meant himself, which <laughs> is. Uh, which is amazing. I mean, (laughs) very similar in Vibes to to Surgeon's, you know, where uh, the, the core team's always there and that's really how you listen to the community. Lister? Yeah, I just wanted to add on,
3: right, to your earlier question on, like, how I felt Mint found success in terms of starting his project. I think a lot of it goes down to him being part of, like, communities as well. Like, he was in... 'Cause honestly he's been I think he's been in a couple, I think like Wabisabi, Shizuka. And if you check his wallet, right, all these NFTs are asked to do that. So first of all, is he don't sell stuff. Like as if he goes into the community, like he actually doesn't sell things. And he takes time to really understand people and talk to people. Like we have a lot of people who are actually holding multiple tiny astros, and it's like, why the fuck do I need ten tiny astros, right? When Just having one would work the same, but it all comes down to us being able to have this interaction with Mint before, because he was in VCs, you know, he was talking to people, sharing his plans and stuff like that, right? Which made us like super bullish on his vision. That's why, like a lot of us are holding multiple, you know, and just really believing in what Tiny Astros is gonna become, like myself included. So yeah, man.
1: Sexy stories, sexy stories. Hey, like one of the one of the things as well is that uh, over the past few weeks, I've noticed that there's been an increase in discussion and mentions of tiny Astros. Maybe like a few months ago, uh, it wasn't uh, like that for myself particularly. Uh, maybe you wanted to tap into like some hiccups that you've had on the way and maybe some inflection points where you've realized, okay, this is the point that we've hit and we've successfully hit that is like put our project on the right path for growth. So let's go with those hiccups and then those changes that you made.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a very, very interesting question. So, Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm just thinking through my head right now, what kind of major hiccups that, we had like, you know, knock on wood, <laughs> knock on wood, that will continue to, you know, really go up to, uh, you know, to the right, like a hockey curve. Um, but I feel like over the past few months, uh, you know, we minted on July the 11th. Uh, we had a very successful uh, mandate in terms of the whole minting experience. Um, you know, being fully transparent, we didn't mint out, right? We, uh, we minted about 3,000 out of 5,888. Right? Uh, we minted during one of the most bearish markets <laughs> out there when ETH was $980. Um, and the reason why we decided to proceed forward is we're here to build for the long term. right? We're not here to build just for the next 24 hours, for the next month or the next three months. We're here to build for the next three, five, seven years. So to us, it didn't really matter so much if we minted during the bear or bull. It's about when was the community Ready and when was the product you know ready to go? Uh, so we did you know invest heavily prior to Mint um, So that's why I feel like you know a piece of advice I would love to you know share with everyone is that. Always, you know, just focus on building an amazing product. Don't worry so much about, you know, if your collection is going to mint out or not. As long as you're able to focus and be laser focused in what the vision is and be able to clearly communicate that across to your community, you will have strong supporters, right? That will always be here for you throughout your journey. Doesn't matter if you're going through, you know, um, either success or going through pain right,
0: throughout this process. Wow, um, and and you touched upon something um, interesting, you know, where you said you haven't meant it out, and that brings up another question which we're seeing as well these days, wherein um, a lot of uh, utility-focused projects, right, let's call them tools uh, especially, you know, try and deliver without having the necessary funds. Now, do you think uh, a part of Tiny Astro's success is down to the fact that you have the necessary capital to be deployed uh, as opposed to the other projects out there. And, you know, really how important is is having that right buffer?
2: Yes, um, I would say 100%, right? Um, There's two things I feel like it's very crucial to build a long-term, you know, um, business. Um, One is have the necessary funds, right, to actually uh, plan around so that you can uh, take that to the next stage, and also choose the team. Nobody is able to build a successful company without the right team, and every single team member uh, that's with us here at Tiny Astro has been working with us for about six years plus. Some of them seven, eight, or even ten years. Uh, both Pi and myself um, knew each other from uh, university. We were roommates, uh, so we knew each other for sixteen years. We have gone through, you know, all the pains in the web two startup world, you know, through this roller coaster rides. So um, definitely, whenever there is a you know issue or a hiccup, we just come and tackle them. Right, we wouldn't, you know, run away <laughs> from these um, hiccups, and same with our team as well. So they're extremely dedicated in building something that's impactful. Um, yes. So to your question, um, having the right fund and the right team is what really makes a company, you know, have a higher chance of being successful.
0: Great. Uh, and speaking about team, right, and something for Lizda, because, as you had mentioned, you know, uh, Lista has been your mentor. Uh, for Web three, um, so Lister, I've I've been in Beyond Bullish. You know, I've interacted with quite a few members, um, and and it's and it's a great community to be part of, where you have uh, great talented individuals with their own levels of success, right? So, what has been your secret in in building such a community?
3: I think it's not really one person, because as you can see, right, there's a reason we have like multiple founders in BB and we have this exec system. So we don't have like moderators, collab managers, because like what we want to do is just teach people on, because I'll be super honest, it's not very difficult to get started as a moderator. You know, it's not super difficult to get started as a collab manager, but the wall that most people face is they don't have the network to start doing it, right? And once you have the first one done, it's pretty much easier from there. So why was it so good in a sense was because people took time out and actually helped different individuals along the way so i think in a sense they're grateful and it's also the way we build bb we aren't trying to like change the world like do anything fancy right we just want it to be like a place like a home you know like somewhere you can uh, meet like familiar people you can talk to people you've met before Come in and chill exchange some alpha and yeah that's why i think we've built a pretty tight-knit community that's yeah beautiful
1: um, okay. uh, yeah i i have like this uh interesting thing so i mean like mean, you're coming from a background like a good background like a couple different ventures here that you've been involved in uh big things there. and one of the discussions that I often have with people within Web3 and like my Web2 network as well is that there are a fuck ton of nuances and differences in the approach yeah. of building a business or product within Web3 and yeah. then Web2. And I wanted to get your perspective on this. What were the most surprising things as a founder where you were just like, holy fuck, Like this is a, doesn't make sense or this is just a complete <laughs> surprise as to building a business in Web3?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one thing is really just uh, the fuds, right? Uh, we have to mm-hmm. once again yeah. knock on wood. Uh, we have been very fortunate uh, that we haven't had too much fuds. Mm-hmm. But especially in the early days, right, when we were um, building out Tiny Astro, uh, there was already many many successful tools out there, mm-hmm. right, including you know Trace Sniper and F Nerd's great companies that I look up to and I play with, right, uh, before launching Tiny Astro. And many of the times throughout that premium stage, uh, many of our community members would say, um, there is no way a <laughs> tiny astro right, is going to beat, uh, let's say, another tool, right? Mm. Because they have been around for so long. Uh, so I think one of the biggest... Um, you know, um, learning lessons uh, that I have been coming to the space that you got to be fast, right, with your responses. Um, um, at the same time, be able to just be there to answer the questions. Uh, I would say uh, not only, only on a daily basis, but almost on a minute basis, <laughs> right? And then, um, and for me, I have this habit where if one person's question isn't answered, I can't move on to do the next thing. Uh, That's something that I have um, developed (laughs) throughout my decades. Mm. Um, However, it's something that I truly uh, love um, because in the very early days of starting a Web2 company, especially in the first two to three years, um, I was really focused on the product and data side of things uh, before spending seven years after uh, doing three things. um, Fundraising, um, Mm -hmm. building team culture, and also scaling team globally. Uh, So I was able to come from a background where I was at the forefront with the community, with our consumers in our know, web too. So I understand you know, why the founders need to be there to answer questions quickly, to reduce or eliminate the amount of frustrations and questions they have, right? Yeah. Uh, so I would say one of the biggest you know, differences i learned is that people um, do have a very short attention span mm. <laughs> in the space, right? So that like, you just have to be very quick um, mm. getting mm-hmm. to those
1: questions. Yeah, and I mean, like, we, we're competing for attention in the space, right? Like, yes. I myself have an attention span of a goldfish. I see a <laughs> post from a project, I move yeah. on, and I completely forget about it. I mean, Steam can probably talk for hours about how shit my memory is. But that aside, um, you know, projects are competing for attention, and marketing plans, strategies, the way we communicate through our Twitter, and our overall framework for marketing uh, has to be very cognizant of that. And so okay. uh, and when, I wanted to ask you, you know, for a lot of these aspiring builders out there. Yeah. Marketing and tips, when, you, yeah, yeah, but what are you saying? One,
2: one thing I would love to add um, is, mm. you know, it will be truly appreciated. I'm speaking Um, I would say, hopefully on behalf of, uh, you know, all the other project founders out there is, uh, just give, you know, give us, and uh, give them um, a bit more time, right? Um, especially when you're building a company, it's not an overnight success. Um, it does take you know years of um, you know sweat and tears. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that's happening in the back ends, uh that many people might not see, right? Uh, there's multiple decisions that need to be made on a daily basis or even on an hourly basis, right? That many people might not see either. Uh, so you know, give them the time. You know, minus the ruffles, <laughs> which I know that. Happens quite often in the space, but there's many, many great founders that I have met in the space that's um, that's struggling because their community just continues to force them out. You know, when is that next thing going to be pushed out? Is it going to come tomorrow, right? Yeah. Is it going to come like two days from now, right? Um, there's really nothing out there that can be done this fast if you're looking to build a quality right product.
5: Sounds yeah. like my children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, um, but so, yeah, Mint, yeah. um, like you were saying, uh, you know, you you had spent a considerable amount of uh, time in, in building various things, even with your Web2 uh, business, right? And this yes. is a bit of a controversial topic where a lot of people believe that Web3 is so novel and so unique um, and uh, just very different. Uh, sorry, Web3 is very different from everything in Web2. Um, And coming from a Web2 background, I've always found that sort of funny. Um, Yes, there are elements that are better in Web3, but it's not to say that no one's ever managed a community or built a community in Web2. So, you know, coming from a consumer centric focus in both areas, Web2 and Web3, what are your thoughts? I mean, um, are there similarities uh, in, in these two spaces?
2: Yeah, there, I would say there's many, many similarities, they're um, you know, kicking off with building your first initial 1,000 power users, right? Just that, you know, uh, for many projects, they might expand that 1,000 to 3,000, 5,000 or 10,000. These are your initial uh, consumers, right? That's really here to support the foundation of your project and your company so i do see a lot of similarity in that but one of the key differences is in the web 2 space uh, they might just act only as consumers whereas in the web 3 space and i think this is a topic that many of us don't really dive deep into um, is many consumers or holders of a project also believe that they're investors right of a project um, but uh, what I always tell the community is that at the moment, they are more acting as a consumer that's using a product, right? But eventually, I feel like more project founders are going to think about innovative ways on how to you know, have them as actual investors or even shareholders of a company. And one thing that we continue to discuss here at Tiny Astro uh, before we go out and raise VC dollars um, is how are we able to bring, you know, some of our most loyal supporters, right, to be a part of our journey uh, within the next three, five, seven, ten years, right? Could there be, a, could there be ways where we provide them with options that are able to exercise and actually become shareholders within the company um, down the line? Right. So these are the topics that we continue to discuss behind the scene uh, with our team as well.
1: Mm. What's a like when that comes up in discussion? And I know Joni uh, absolutely loves this topic is that there's so many hurdles to come across for that. And just for the people here, um, like what are the, some of the challenges in trying to uh, treat your, you know, your holders as more investors with, with uh, like, a, you know, a in decision making power within the company that you have? Definitely, definitely. I think the very first thing is that
2: as founders, you have to kind of move into that direction first, right? And then, um, and I believe you know many founders out there uh, do uh, you know look at it um, this way as well, including Tiny Astro. Uh, that's why every decision that we make, even down to you know, what is the design. that the community would like to see, right? Is it ARB? We post those uh, within our channels, you know, for the community uh, to make a decision because you have to start building in that direction. You have to set the habit of doing it so that when you go out and raise additional capital that's coming from VCs, you're able to show them, you know, certain metrics, right? And certain, you know, conversations that you have with your community that's able to build and help you build a better product, this way, it's also much easier for these venture capitalists right, to accept the fact that without the community, right, we might not build the product that we want.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, just quickly as well, for those people that haven't had any interactions with VCs before and pulling <laughs> from your experience with VCs, do yes. you think that, um, like, well, what are the metrics that they truly care about for Web3 projects like yourselves? What things do you need to be cognizant of when you're trying to improve your project that you need to hit these metrics?
2: Yes. Um, So how I look at it is um, there's two types of VCs, right? Um, There's one type of VCs that's willing to bet on your vision by giving you a lot of cash, a lot of capital that you can just continue to burn through until you lose it up. (laughs) <laughs> right hoping that you're able to spend this amount of capital to you know go after market penetration and be able to get tons of users and maybe one day down the road uh, you will figure out a way how to generate revenue right. Um, However, these types of VCs are slowly disappearing, where today many VCs are really looking at the unit economics um, of a business um, in the sense of if I do invest the dollar, am I able to get back, you know, two, three, four dollars at the end? So they're very heavy in terms of the business model. And I think that's one thing that many founders in the space might overlook. Um, Many founders might I uh, feel that secondary royalty is sufficient enough to maintain a company's lifespan, mm. uh, but I feel like that's very very difficult, especially yeah. how the space is changing, right? fast so yeah. and rapidly. Uh, so for us, the one thing that we really focus on, uh, which is also a metric that I tend to bring with us if we do go out and raise some um, venture capital, is retention, right? How often do your consumers come back and use your product on a daily, weekly, bi monthly, a monthly basis? Yeah. Right. And what is that business model behind it so that potentially you can generate a revenue stream because that is being accountable to your community, Mm -hmm. right? So that you can continue to build.
1: Yeah. And like, I get the point. So the unit economics completely makes sense, right? And now one of the yeah. challenges I see for NFT projects as well, as well is that we have like a finite supply of tokens that maybe access a certain utility. Yes. What are your things that you can do, uh, well, maybe that you're already doing or doing in the yeah. future that will expand that, that will expand maybe the number of users that can interact with your product or the growth of the business overall?
2: Definitely, uh, great question. Uh, by the way, you guys ask some really, really
1: solid questions. <laughs> ah, <laughs> like come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> we um, we uh down here, man. The, the the weather's recently changed. It's getting warmer, yeah. so we're a bit happier now. Uh, so our <laughs> brains work better. Um,
2: yeah, and just letting the audience know, none of these questions are planned. This is you know free for all, and which I uh, which I truly enjoy, and truly love too. Um, yeah. So to answer that question, you know, for us here at Tiny Astro. We will always, you know, put our Genesis holders, um, you know, um, prioritize them, right? Um, because they're the ones that's here that's helping us, right? Kind of build and supporting us uh, throughout the ups and downs. Um, but as we continue to roll out our astral marketplace, this is the entrance point um, to really onboard the next wave of 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, 500,000, or maybe even a million people plus into the tiny Astral ecosystem uh, through the spendings of our in our tokens, right? Uh, this is something that we have spent a good amount of time working with our token economics on how do you bring external people into the ecosystem and also provide them with value as well. Uh, so within our Astral marketplace, uh, you will see very soon that there's going to additional feature add-ons, giveaways. And eventually, there's going to be classes within the Web3, such as DeFi, GameFi, how to write a smart contract, how to become a great marketer in the Web3 field, right? That all can be accessible through either a subscription model or in the form of tokens. And this is how we welcome the next wave of millions of people in the space. Oh, man,
1: that's exciting because you're, you're, you're truly retaining all that value, all the things you built up and promised to the Genesis holders that and finding yeah. a very natural way to onboard people. That's, uh, that's very fucking cool, man. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
0: And hey, Wolfie, uh, did you have a question, Wolf? Oh, I was talking on mute, stupid <laughs> me. It's okay, happens. Um, you know, talking about community and how Tiny Astro has been so focused on community, and I've seen it for sure, but do you ever think to yourself um, that maybe too much community involvement is uh, a bad thing? Uh, maybe there's there's such a wide range and diverse range of opinions that things don't really get done um, or don't really go in the way that you're thinking about it, which could guarantee success. So, you know, where do you see that uh, fine middle point, essentially?
2: Yes. Um, so balance, right? I definitely believe there needs to be a balance. Um you need to first really craft out what is that vision of the company, right? Uh, for us, you know, we need to really fully understand where we want to be, right? Three months, six months, a year from now. This is how we like to plan things as well. And then be able to bring that to the community. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be individuals that might not align with your vision. And that's okay. Not every single individual in the world have to love what you do and what you build. Right, um, you just part ways. Right, you need to bring on individuals that do align with your vision, and same with investors um, in the future. Right, uh, we learned many lessons <laughs> in the past. Um, bringing on board, um, you know, VCs that might not have the same alignments. Right, um, so for us, we have been very cautious in terms of how we present ourselves and what is the best way to have the community involved, so that a we are also. You know um, building towards our vision and also b um, we are doing it together so that we all feel like we're making an impact together every single day.
0: Huh? Uh, Lester?
3: you but yeah, I, I think while we're on this topic on uh, community involvement and stuff, right? I think mm-hmm. one good example was mint when we were we didn't mint out and there was a lot of different opinions from people that minted and giving us all these suggestions and even to now i'm still curious right because we did have like super long conversations in discord like in the team and so even till now i'm like super i'm still trying to figure out as well like what made you decide like maybe the simplest method of cutting the supply is better than these other methods the community suggested anthony suggested punched so yeah i just wanted to yeah
2: Duffy, so just uh, kind of touch a bit on that topic. Uh, we could have minted out, but we decided to cut it off because the community have spoken. Um, because we had a burning supply mechanism where we mentioned by this time, by this date, if it doesn't get minted out, we're going to burn the supply. And during the last hour, I think we had something around like three, 400 sales and just kept on going super fast. And um, we went ahead and asked the community if we're able to... Um, you know, being able to extend the time frame for another 30 minutes or maybe 60 minutes because we know for a fact with this amount of sales, we will mint out. Um, But the community mentioned that let's, you know, cut the supply, right? Keep our promises, right? Um, And that's what we did. We basically cut the supply because we know, yes, we're able to generate additional capital to build. But on the other end, if we did that, we would have lost the trust right from the community so from time to time i believe it doesn't have to be you know just um, asking the community what they want to do it's more about transparency right be able to tell them that this is what we are going to work on you know for the next two weeks for the next month for the next three months and be able to find the right community members that align with that vision and that's exactly what we do here at tiny astro we're on agile kind of a method where we update everyone on what we have accomplished for the past two weeks and what we're looking to focus in the next two weeks um, across every single team on um, every
1: single department within the team oh, all really right beautiful i know there's a lot of founders that try like you know there's no mint outs and, and people struggle to get uh, their collection bits it down. and they make that decision. And I think guidance around that is always important because it's it's a stressful time, man. Like it's 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 mental, mental fucking challenges. Bro, yes. bro you're in the trenches. Yeah. You've got people, you've got thousands oh, of people watching you, talking about you. I, I, yes. Bro, if I was in your position, I wouldn't even be able to sleep. I'd yes. be up and um, sweating.
2: We did not sleep. I think for like a good two and a half almost days. And I think that's also a big difference is everything just comes down to one day right this is mm. where the world just looks at you it's like for well, the past x amount of month let's see if you succeed in this you know 12 hours time
1: frame <laughs> mm, it's <laughs> a fucking scary thing scary yeah. crazy thing man <laughs> which is okay. quite
0: which is quite different you know i mean um if you see in the traditional web two world companies have tons of time to build and if they don't or they do i mean yes uh, there's an impact on the share price maybe if they're listed or some, let's call it fad, some negative news articles, et cetera. But, you know, they're not really that treasured, essentially. Uh, But in Web3, suddenly it's that single day. And if that day fails, then apparently your project is down the drain and it's failed already. Yeah, there's massive Uh,
5: expectations uh, for that one day. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And you're essentially, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
5: I was just yeah just imagine like like telling um you know Microsoft releasing a new product and they've got a day to sell it all.
2: That would be crazy.
5: Yeah. <laughs> like, but that, you know it's like that's the parallel, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And I think that's where, um, like you said, education really comes into play, right? It's about telling even existing Web three players, right, that. You've got to change perspective. If you really want a solid product, you've got to give the time for that solid product to be to be built, essentially. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And now suddenly they do expect it to be built in a day. Um, and uh, I guess as we go about and, you know, in the bear market, people's perceptions are shifting, perspectives are shifting, priorities are shifting. Uh, which will give good founders at least right not not every single founder not rugs for sure but at least good founders who really mean well time to build out what they're envisioning and what would uh, help the space grow so that's uh that's quite nice and and thanks for that and mm. ruthie yeah yeah um maybe one of the things so you know we've got plenty
1: of uh early founders or people looking to create their own projects or even supporting other founders, you know, throughout their career in Web3. Um, and one of the things I wanted to ask you, you know, Liz and is, is there... Or let, let's do this. Um, is it like a, a couple of things, a few things that you would recommend that everyone must have before they start their journey on building a project and getting communities on board like a, like a checklist of founders, right? Like in order to sign a project, you must be mindful or have these things completed. You must have like a network, for example. Definitely spend a bit more time networking around because your network is going to be very valuable for your for the direction of your project and maybe the connections that you can form and collaborations, et cetera.
2: Yeah, Lisa, did you want to take on this
1: question first? Yeah, sure, sure, sure
3: thing. So for me, I think it's important that, first of all, you have a good team, right? Like, especially when it comes to community management side and your moderators, ideally, you get people you have already interacted with or known. That way, you can show them your vision. And in a sense, these are the people who are building the foundation, you know, like on how the structure of the community will be. Or you have a community that talks about alpha, you know, we have a community that likes to degen, you know. It's stuff like that that's really important, especially if if it has to do something with the project you're trying to do. So in Tiny Astros, I think what we tried to do was people come into the VCs to share like good information, right? Like what's a good upcoming projects, stuff like that. And yeah, just a good team, good people and yeah, actually have a good product instead of random PFPs, unless you're like appealing to collectors, then if you are trying to offer utility, then offer utility, you know, don't go and say like, oh, I want to be a blue chip and offer utility at the same time. It doesn't make sense, right? Like have a clear goal and focus and yeah, work towards it. Mm -hmm.
2: And I would just add um, two things to that. Uh, One is um, just stay humble, right? I, I feel like there's just so many smarter founders, individuals out there, um, especially in the Web3 space where people located everywhere around the world. Um, just be humble in what you do and be always open to learn from others. Right, I would say that's one. And also, two is passion. Um, you can never fake passion. Um, especially when you're, you know, having a conversation with someone else on the other side, um, they can really sense if you're passionate in what you're doing, right? So I would say, stay humble and be passionate in what you're doing are the two, um, the two things that I always tell the entrepreneurs that I'm investing. Um, I've been very fortunate to invest in some great entrepreneurs in both Web two and Web three over the years as well. Um, and just, just do that. Be yourself, and that's it.
1: Dude, when I was talking to, like, founders back in the days as, like, an investor or, like, early in my Web3 journey, one of my biggest rug indicators on on Twitter spaces or listening into VCs and AMAs was passion. If I could tell that a founder had no passion, that thing was 90% going to be a rug, and it was always right. (laughs) Always going to be fucking right. You can tell when there's passion being shown, 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, Mint, I mean, uh, those are a couple of good things, right? Um, And, of course, that would have come uh, from a personal perspective. You know, people are humble or people are not. And, you know, either it's learned or either it's not. Um, For you personally, um, what have been some of your challenges that you've overcome uh, to get to where you are, right? Both from a Web 2 and Web 3. Any particular excruciating challenge that you really had to overcome? And, you know, how did you go about it? Because we all face those struggles from time to time. So it'll be great to hear your story.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, this is going back to Mint Day, right? Um, it was very, it was my very, very first time, uh, you know, launching a project and going through this whole Mint experience, like what we discussed, where you really have that twelve hours to um to either make it or break it, right? And we could sense the tension, right, within our groups of um, what we need to do, right, so that we can have a successful Mint. And that is the time where I reached out, right, to individuals and mentors that I have met in the Web three space, including Lista Punch Mat, uh, to really understand, you know, what would they do in this case, um, because many of them have, you know, minted many projects in the past, um, and they have, you know, a deep understanding of what needs to be done within certain time periods, right? Throughout that making process. So I was very open to listen to the feedback and be able to really intake that to make a better decision. And I'm very grateful even till today, um, I think we wouldn't have made it this far without the help of the team, right? Without the help of the community members. And I think that is a lesson that um, I have really learned uh, just really understanding of what you need to do at the right time and who you need to speak with, right? To make more informative
1: um, decisions. Man, I, I, I've I seen that a lot of people have been posting up on Twitter that they're getting a lot of value and learning from this. <laughs> I mean, This is a value of these AMAs and these spaces of these podcasts that we do, which is like giving people like amazing builders a platform to talk about their journey. And honestly, like in my opinion, um, this is the best way for me to learn as well. Like, you know, authentic discussions with other builders it reveals a lot of value, a lot of hidden gems. Um, and 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 speaking about hidden gems, right? What is one thing that maybe a mentor or a previous coworker, someone that has said to you that you carried all the way through you know, your your uh adventure through business? Yeah or like a um, defining really transformative moment that you can share wow. with us.
2: I would say, uh, listen first before speaking. <laughs> that's one thing I have learned throughout the past eleven years. Uh, not only from my own community, but also from my uh, my uh, coworkers, my colleagues. But last but not least, from my little one as well. <laughs> Especially how now I have a little one um, that's three years old. Um, you know, the same thing, right? In the sense that you always have to listen, um, before making you know a conclusion. Right. Because uh, many times um, a lot of founders, they might be very busy and they just don't listen to the full kind of uh, the reasoning, right? Coming from an individual, coming from a colleague, coming from a family member. So I think one thing I really try to do or be better at uh, throughout the past, um, you know, uh, 10 years is how do I listen more, right? Before actually speaking up and just jump in and provide my own opinion. Uh, so this is something I will always take with me uh, throughout the next 5, 10, 20 years uh, in building.
7: Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
1: Um, Tonight, I'm not too sure. Do we have like any questions from the community that we want to ask out? Or if, you know, if people want to come up and ask questions as well, we might have a few minutes for that before we wrap up.
0: Yeah. Um, so if uh, anyone does have any questions, please feel free to come up. Um, and uh, Nokwe, you had I've got a
5: Yeah, I've got a quick question while we're waiting for everyone. Um, can, can I get some background about the uh, the artwork? I see there's a, everyone's got a cat robot and, <laughs> and an anime person. I'm just, I'm so intrigued. Is, is it? Yeah. Is there a background about it or?
2: Yes. Uh, oh, Pai loves to talk about the story. Uh, why is a two character uh, PFP? Um, you know, everything that we do, uh, there's always a reasoning behind that. But the reason for the two character PFP is uh, when we first encountered or came into the space, we were very lost. Even today, I have 200 Discords. (laughs) And I think I only checked maybe five to 10 of those, or maybe 20. Um, And it was very difficult. And just imagine someone coming in from the Web2 into the Web3 space and you tell them, oh, you got to join a Discord, you got to follow Twitter. And by the way, you got to do that a thousand times. Right. Uh, so it's very, very uh, scary, um, in fact. Um, so that's why we came up with a two character PIP, because, you know, the little tiny astro is really us. Right. We might be small or navigating the space, landing every single day. But there's always going to be that big robot, which is, you know, could be Astro Analytics, Astro Marketplace. Right. That's here to really guide you through these challenges, through these ups and downs, and really help you evolve throughout your journey in the Web 3. So that's how we came about. That's amazing. With character,
5: <laughs> I, need, I need a big cat <laughs> robot looking over my shoulder now.
1: Thank you. Beautiful, Emma. Hey, hey, how are you, man? <laughs> it's yours. Hey,
4: can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so that's what audience, AMA. I've been looking forward for like ask, Tiny Astro AMA, because I've been hearing a lot of things about it. Um, I don't have a question. I just want to share my perspective. Um, so I have been using NFC Nails since um, maybe October or November last year, so for around a year right now. And I never thought I would need another tool. I still don't know what is Like, I've seen Tiny Astro a lot, and I still don't know if I need it or not. But I'm still considering it as one of my next buys, just because of the fact that a lot of people keep talking about it. I think this is something that you guys have done very well. Uh, word of mouth is spreading. Sorry, uh, word of mouth is spreading way too fast. I've never seen people talk about a project being that good as much as I saw people talking about Tiny Astor. And they've been to- like, I've seen this investor. She got to do end like. Two or three weeks ago, and she said the first thing she had to buy was tiny astro. She couldn't do it without tiny astro. And I've I've heard people talking about the team that they are they they keep working hard. And like just seeing all of this makes me think that I need to get tiny astro, even though I don't need a tool right now. So I just wanted to share that. I really like that what you guys are doing with the word of mouth and how people are actually loving the tool. Yeah, yeah, That's fun. there's actually,
1: and that's a good point, Amar. There's actually an innovative feature that Tiny Astros, uh, I know Nogway was talking about this a lot in the VCs. There's there's like a renting feature.
2: That's right. Uh, so that is, by the way, thank you so much for all the kind words and compliments. Uh, once again, you know, this effort does not come from me, uh, the team alone. It comes from the community. And um, I'm just so you know, fortunate. We're so fortunate to have such an amazing and strong, you know, holders as well. And um, yeah, so to answer your question, um, we do have a rental process. And this is a way on how we're able to really expand the presence of Tiny Astro by giving out additional passes uh, to our holders that they're able to gift or rent out to either a family member or friend to really try out the tool in the space as well.
4: And how do, like, if I am a holder of Tiny Astro, how do I get um, these? Like, uh, yeah, how do I get them? Like, all the holders get them from time to time, or do they get gifted to some holders?
2: Yeah, so uh, roughly about two weeks ago, we deployed the, the whole rental experience. So for your first Tiny Astro, you get an additional pass that you can gift or rent out. And for any additional Tiny Astros you hold, it comes with two additional passes. And once you purchase a Tiny Astro, you could come into the rental process and you're able to easily just put in the wallet address and set the time frame that you wish to rent it out for. And that's it. Uh, we basically uh, provide that full experience for you.
4: I see. That's actually really cool. Yeah,
2: I'll be before. looking
4: forward to use the tour. So thank you very much for the invite. Thank are. you, thank you. Hey, Amar, when you when you get <laughs> yeah. when you get strapped <laughs> up,
1: I might I might also be your first um, <laughs> rental like I'm oh, rent- for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're all
6: going to rent man, for man. sure.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Tinder
7: Master, how are you? Sexy. Hey Lucy guys, how's it going? <laughs> good, good. Hey, what's up, Mint Collectible? Um, yeah, actually, no, just um wanted to shout out to Tiny Astro and obviously surgeons, these two communities I've been in since pretty much uh, months before. Um yeah, like if anyone I, I don't really have a questions but just wanted to appreciate like um Tiny Astro is the best tool ever I've, I've been using it ever since launch day and I'm gonna use it like for the rest of my life and I truly believe that um, the community and and the tool itself it's gonna exceed um, everyone's expectations. So yeah, if anyone else is still like um, having doubts or if, if you' if you're still thinking if you're gonna use the tool or not, just use it just try it out with mm-hmm. renting or, or just buying one and you're, you're going to feel it. hundred percent.
2: Thank you so much, Tino master for the kind words. And, um, and thank you, you know, for supporting us throughout this journey, um, as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank hey, actually. Know. So, so for those people that are tinkering around, looking for the next tool, um, could you speak about what the holder experience is like right now? Like what does the holder journey look like for someone who logs in to Web3, looks to trade within the tiny Astro community?
2: yeah definitely so once you purchase the tiny astro nft um once you log in to the platform it's very easy to navigate we spend a long time we really figure out a user experience that can accommodate everyone right from someone that is just a casual trader that might log in once or twice a day to someone that continues to stay logged in right every single minute uh, so as soon as you log into Tiny Astro, we actually break it down into uh, three sections. Uh, for the analytics, uh, we have the trending, the discover, and the watch. So under trending, you're able to see all of the most popular sales right ranked by the, num- uh, the number of sales uh, you're able to see what's the floor price mint price the average price volume and by clicking into a collection you have all the data you need right in front of you broken down into you know real time sales uh, you know volume cell wall momentum and you're able to quickly snipe Right, directly through Tiny Astro by setting, you know, your customized gas, along with seeing what are the pending transactions for every single token. If there's anyone else that's purchasing it, so that you can customize your gas and snipe it away from you. I mean, from them. And, um, and we also have a little, uh, you know, secret that's behind our suggested gas that we will look and take a snapshot of the existing, you know, um, pending transactions and be able to just increase it a little bit higher. <laughs> to snipe it away, right, from other people um, as well. Um at the same time, all the our rarity rankings um, is all in real time. So whenever a project reveals, uh, we will be able to gather all the metadata because we have developed our very own private nodes that's able to pull all this data directly from the blockchain out to from the endpoint if it's a customized site. So um, yeah, so we have all the basic functionalities along with the advanced ones.
1: mm mm-hmm. Beautiful. I've got a question as well from the community. Uh, My beautiful Phoenix, who's always asking good questions. Uh, Phoenix says, uh, could you please ask if there are plans on adding a marketplace to make it easier for holders to rent out their tiny Astro?
0: Yeah,
2: definitely. So, this is something that we continue to discuss um, internally. And, and, um, and as we continue to expand the tiny astral ecosystem, uh, you can be assured that we will come up with more innovative approaches on how our Genesis holders are able to uh, you know do that so mm. that we can better welcome others right, coming to the space. So it is something that we have uh, discussed um, already.
1: All right. All right. Um, let me just do an... <laughs> It is coming to the end of the podcast, my friends. Yeah. It's been an amazing hour and I know it's very That's early for amazing. you, so you're just getting started with work, right? Um, tough, I, I mean, like, yeah. personally, very happy with the quality of this conversation that we had. Really happy, man.
2: Thank you, thank you, and it's um it's such a pleasure to you know to be here. um once again, I think what you guys are doing is truly um amazing because we need more communities, more companies, more projects here that think about the co- others right and be able to continue to educate them and you mm-hmm. guys are doing just that.
1: I mean, there's been so much fucking fud lately, so much drama, so much yeah. like competition and negativity. It's just good to you know provide authentic conversations in the midst of it. Uh, hopefully uh, everything blows over and we start, you know, forming a good, healthy community again. Uh, But honestly, bro, I get scared when I'm on Twitter sometimes. I get scared. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Um, 10-8, over to you, my friend.
0: (laughs) No, thanks a lot, uh, Ruthie, and thanks, Mint and Lester, and uh, all the speakers we've had, the questions from the audience, this has been a great session. And, um, of course, we're looking to deliver more of these every single week, getting you the best founders, the projects, and the builders in the space. So stay tuned. Uh, mm-hmm. Same time next week, and we'll see you again.
1: And and this is going to be uploaded on the Spotify as well. So if anyone oh, missed you, yeah. oh, if you, want to,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to share it with your friends and stuff,
1: uh, you can definitely re-listen. Yes, to sir.
2: By the way, uh, Ruth, uh, can I just drop one final thing uh, before we conclude? Um, I know we didn't discuss about this, but um, I would love to, um, you know, offer a tiny Astro NFT uh, to someone, you know, in the audience. I will let you guys make that decision. uh, Give it out to.
4: Um, But this
2: is you know us really showing support in you know working alongside with amazing communities like Surgeons, right? So that we can continue to build um, either in or both
0: Mm-mm. well Thank you just give I, it to me
1: <laughs> <laughs> just give it to me what <laughs> i think i think we'll have to put together a, like a, a system for giving this away maybe um we'll think about whether it be to the people that ask questions or we do it to the entire space we'll, we'll think about it and we'll we'll announce how we'll do it and then we'll Sounds get it good. going 100 awesome. percent um, I think Bokeh, Bokeh always has something Hello. to say. Hello. always has something to hi, say. Hi, Mint. Hey, Bo. Okay. Hey, Bo. Hi, hey, Bo. <laughs> hey, Bo. Okay, to
2: see you
8: again. Hi, hi, everybody. Well, I can't say hi to all of you. I know everybody. Hi, Mint. Hi, Surgeons. Hi, Ruthie. Hi, Esteemed. Oh, my God. There's so many people. Just wanted to come up to say hi to all of you. And, you know, like, um, hats off to both of you guys, actually. Surgeons and Tiny Astro, you've got – you guys have been building for – a very very long time and you know, your communities are great, the things that you guys are doing are great. Like both of you have grown so much from when I first um heard about you guys actually like a couple of months back. So like really wanted to shout out to the both of you and you know keep up the good work. And Ruthie, people are just fighting you, it's just you
1: mate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
1: this <is> some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm i don't know if i've like copped a uh, significant fud yet but i'm looking forward to my first um adventure oh, sh- with fud. Um,
8: sh- check my twitter it's my pinned post oh for fuck's <laughs>
1: sake no, <laughs> i'm what just is kidding it? i'm just kidding all right <laughs> oh,
8: thanks okay, guys for okay. having me much love okay,
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. and i know abdul is here so uh Min abdul is our um our alpha caller a red surgeons one of our alpha callers abdul hey hey
6: Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going, man? Mm-hmm. Guys, how did you start this space without your top fan alpha caller? Insurgent Santana. <laughs> hey, bro, you, you didn't as... join until now. Bro, <laughs> bro <laughs> I, I was bro. at my... Bro, bro, i, is, I you, bro. I surprised, bro. Funny. I was it's having funny my course, bro. Uh, uh, bro, you, this is unbelievable, bro.
1: <laughs> We're going to have to... Come have on, man, on. I just <laughs>
6: joined. I just joined, and I heard, like... Um, you guys telling that you are giving away already one tiny Astro for the community? Advice? Bro. <laughs> and then he joins. Already? <laughs> that, that, that's why he joined. He heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got some rumors, bro. <laughs> are you, have you used some Astros before? Yes, bro. Like, all the... Okay, first <laughs> He's of been all, talking
5: about it non-stop for the past.
6: <laughs> yeah, like, come on, Russi, you can't say this. Okay, first of all, guys, uh, jokes aside, um, one of the like uh, spaces that I wanted so much is a space uh, featuring surgeons and tiny Astro, because like for me, uh, these two communities uh, is like the real meaning of how you build a strong community cause of the team, because like the team is hearing the community, the team is like listening for the community suggestions and like trying to improve it. And this is the perfect example of how like uh, the community, is the real utility of any project on the space right now? And I'm sure you guys talked about it already in the space. Like I didn't join from the beginning, but like I'm sure uh, you you talked about the community point before. So I have been using like the tiny astro tool for like a two like a month or two right now, and like. As I told before, and like the VCs and like most of the people who joined the trading sessions with me know that I'm like opening streams with the tiny Astro tool The the one point that I love about this community is they are just the like daily frequently updating their tool with actually things that the community wants, like the price shorts they are developing that the mass sweeps uh, in the future. Like daily updates, marketplace, uh, nesting, all this thing, bro. You know, like this will do well because of the team and how connected with it with the community. So, like, amazing work so far, guys, and keep up the good work. Really loving your tool. Thank you so much. Thank you so much,
0: brother. It's great. To I wasn't you. joking. We weren't joking <laughs> when we said that you have a lot of fans uh, mm-hmm. in, in surgeons for sure. So this is proof.
2: This is yeah,
0: proof. Thank you. <laughs> this
2: guy,
1: this be guy, this guy's an absolute soldier. He'd be screen sharing every single day, Tiny Astros, and making <laughs> trades. With...
5: We were in the uh, the VC the other day, and uh, someone was saying, oh, Tiny Astro doesn't do this, it doesn't do that. He goes, oh, hold on, I'm just going to uh, submit that as a recommendation,
1: <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. we'll have it it's, tomorrow. It's crazy. Yeah, he
6: we were actually saying that, Abdul.
1: The turnaround time on some of these feature requests are crazy.
6: Yeah bro and like the thing is when I when someone actually writes a suggestion, like two or three people of the team actually like respond for you and they they, they they like uh talks with you more about the suggestions and like a week or two bro you see your suggestion like in the in the tool. That's it. Like that's it bro, like come on, what's the open buy
5: it i 'Cause I'm I've been trying to buy one for the past two weeks and the price just keeps getting going, I, I, I keeps going it. I beg you all to buy this
6: at point one bro. Yeah, it's I 0.2 four buy this at 0.24 now. it's crazy.
1: Your floor price has been steadily increasing, I love it, man. Hey, hey Mint, actually, do you yeah. have any um, alpha drop or something that we can drop for the people that have stayed on for this long?
2: <laughs> I, I think for us, uh, we definitely uh, you know try to um, drop as much um, alpha whenever we can. I think we have dropped enough, alpha. Uh, Just keep an eye out um, what's coming, the Astro Marketplace. There's going to be sweeping. There's going to be the giveaways. Uh, We have a lot of great uh, giveaways that will be uh, within it. Um, And after that, we are going to continue to really focus on building. Uh, We already dropped our Q4 roadmap, so everybody are able to take a look at, you know, what are we focused and zoomed in for the remaining of this year. And throughout this process, of course, we'll continue to, you know, improve um, our existing technology as well, because I think that's so crucial that a lot of founders tend to forget where they just focus on building features after features after features and really forget about scaling, right, our existing feature set um so we want to make
1: sure that we are able to accommodate for both let's go all right thank you everyone so much for joining this um as as mint said here we'll be giving away one tiny astro to a lucky person here and uh i can't wait to see who that is but i i fucking i fucking love you all and thank you so much for giving us your time lista and minty
4: Mm, thank you
1: motherfuckers (laughs) thanks thank you
2: everyone
1: And, all right we'll catch you all later and we'll we'll chuck this up you know we'll put your socials in there and we can't wait for this um to hit spotify and the internet
2: awesome thank you guys thank you once again for having us thank all
0: you right. thank catch you. Up. Thank take care you. have a good one bye
5: lame
1: You're so lame, Ruthie. I had to. I had to. Oh, man. I love you all. (laughs) Catch up. I love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.